0: to season two of the smoke show podcast we're all about sharing perspectives building a community and strengthening the connections we already have with ourselves and with each other join us live on stream every week and stay connected throughout the week so we can hear what you think and what you have to say this show wouldn't be possible without your various perspectives so for season two it's all about research We're getting as much data and as much as we can from the community and from outside to create some more intel for us inside. This season, season two, it's for science. Welcome back to The Smoke Show. I'm Smokey. Welcome back, guys. We have kind of like been letting this show take a natural course and a natural flow and it's been really exciting to see what direction we're going in and currently we've made a lot of friends on the public Snapchat which has been really fun <laughs> and we have been able to host more questions and get a little bit more science-y through Snapchat. So you guys know me, I'm all about the science because it's all for science. Um, So we were able to pick this topic tonight apart, and it was really, really fun. If you were a part of that, welcome to the show. Thank you for your input. Um, I really did have a good time. You guys are really fun. It's really funny to get to know all of you on a more personal level. Uh, So if you want to get the links of the information on that, go check it out, smokylive.com. You can add my Snapchat under the Get Connected tab, um, and you can just add me right there. Or if you're on the live stream right now, go ahead and click my streamer profile at the top of the page, and you can add those links as well. So welcome back to the show. Like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about expectations. Expectations are a natural part of life. They're... Sometimes helpful, sometimes confusing, sometimes disappointing. Uh, I threw the topic out there. We defined it a little bit, as usual. We're going to take it tonight and kind of tear it apart, as usual. We'll find what the definition is, what our common ground is, a couple different perspectives, and the results of the polls. So stay tuned. Okay, so what are expectations? Help me define it here because I did a little digging and I, you know, asked around and some polling, but I'd love to hear in the stream what you guys think of expectations. Um, obviously, expectations starts with the word expect. So it's some form of like anticipation. Um, it's what you're looking forward to. It's how you perceive something to be. And it can also take it a lot deeper and become more multifaceted, I want to say, uh, in the sense that it affects a lot of different areas of our lives, different relationships, different scenarios, even the way that we view ourselves and the way that we treat ourselves. So we're going to talk about expectations. Now, the definition officially unofficially (laughs) is Expectations are the beliefs, hopes, or assumptions we have about how things should be or how people should behave in certain situations or environments or surroundings. Okay, I'll read it again just so we can kind of catch that. I know some people take notes, so if you want to, here it is. Expectations are the beliefs, hopes, or assumptions we have about how things should be or about how people should be in certain situations. Can we agree with that or disagree? Anybody want to make any, you know, adjustments? Agreed. Simon, who, what, where? Yep. It's like all this idea of the way, you know, it's like a, it's like a mental image of the outcome. Wayne says, I would add that expectations are based on what we know also very valid. That's a really great point. We expect things and we come up with a certain plan or a mental um, outcome based on data that we can collect. It's for science. (laughs) It's for every day. It's for survival. So if we can collect data from a situation, we can kind of make like a little forecast of how it may look. Okay. Do unto others as you want done unto you, Joker says. Great advice. But I don't know if that's always the way it plays out. I would say maybe if you're really lucky um, or really blessed or just super fortunate or like, I don't know, maybe you're a unicorn, but if you've never been let down by someone else based on the expectations that you had, I would think that that would be really rare. And I'm sure that each person, like I've never intentionally dropped the ball to hurt someone, right? Like I've never done that on purpose. I've never been like, oh, I'm going to do that to you right? Not that I can recollect or anything. Um, So it's not something that's always intentional either, how things play out. So our expectations are basically like an idea of how we think things should be at the end of whatever period, right? They can be conscious expectations or they can be unconscious. They can be things we decide. Like, I expect that at the end of this month, I will have saved $100, that's an easy expectation because I'm in control of that. So if I'm able and Lord willing, I don't come across any terrible problems and I don't, you know, get sick or hurt or come up an expense, I can expect based on the current data and the current information that I can make that. Now, subconsciously, I can expect that when I call my best friend, they're going to answer the phone. That's not something that's a a a conscious expectation. We've never sat down and never said, when I call you, you better answer. (laughs) But subconsciously, if I ring, I'm expecting an answer or a quick call back, right? So we can have conscious or subconscious expectations. They happen naturally. I think that they kind of occur whether we choose to or not. Um, They can shape our perceptions, our reactions, and our experiences on a daily basis. Your whole day can be either awesome or terrible based on the expectations that you had. If you have you've ever been in a place where you're like so excited about a certain event or a trip or going on holiday or a party and then it actually comes and the party is probably great or the event is actually really good and people are really enjoying it but you're just like flat out disappointed. Like this is what I was waiting for? Okay. <laughs> Because you have expectations. Now, if you didn't have expectations about that and you hadn't thought about it and maybe it was a surprise and sprung on to you like 48 hours before, you wouldn't have had time to come up with these expectations and you may have had a great time. So your expectations can definitely impact your experiences and the way that you process your day. Joker says, your day is what you make it. It's about your attitude towards yourself. And that is very in, align, in alignment with expectations. It's what you expect. You you place your mind, your happiness, your perception, your outcome, whatever it may be, at a certain location, and you hope, metaphorically, that you will reach there or you plan to reach there. So when it doesn't happen, it's kind of like Whoa. or when you get there, it's very exciting. <laughs> Expectations can be really healthy. They can be healthy because they provide a sense of direction for us. It could be a little bit of motivation, get a little drive from that, help us set some goals, plan on, oh, okay. I really want this, so now I'm going to be motivated because I expect to have that at the end of the year just like everyone else. Let's say somebody who's graduating, a student. I expect to walk across that stage or get my diploma when everyone else in my graduating class does so. That's my expectation. Now, you might be very disappointed if, let's say, you break your leg and you miss you know, six weeks of school and you're a few credits behind and you can't make that expectation in May but it might be an expectation that you have, okay? Your attitude towards it, your mindset, your goals, your drive, the way you experience your day, um, the way you strive for personal growth. Reasonable expectations can also lead to better communication. So we're going to see the expectations and communication, as most topics do in this show, go definitely hand in hand. So we have expectations in all sorts of situations, which we kind of just talked about. There's some main ones, right? There's Friendships, romantic relationships, um, personal goals, family members. I asked some. I took. I pulled the snap right, and now we have around like two thousand people. I think, which is not a tremendous amount, but it's no small feat, especially for a brand new account. So I thank all of you. So we're pulling a good amount of people. Um, And I just asked a couple questions, right? So the first one was, do you feel like you have high or low expectations for yourself? And 69% of the people polled said that they have high expectations, leaving 31 saying that they have low expectations for themselves, um, which I don't really find very hard to believe. That data seemed to track for me because I feel like nine times out of 10, I'm way harder on myself, <laughs> than I am on the rest of the world. I can be really patient with everyone else, to to an extent, you know. Um, and I have a good time most of the time, you know. But mm, mm, with myself. They can get a little mean, a little rough, you know. So I think a lot of people probably can resonate with that. The people who have low expectations for themselves, I really wanted to have conversations. I would love to talk to them and be like, what does this mean? (laughs) Like, what are the expectations you set? Are you meeting them? (laughs) Are you content with that? Do you want more? Like, I would love to, but I I don't know. So 31%, if you're out there, send me a snap. Let me know why you have low expectations for yourself. Send me a message, comment somewhere. I'd love to hear. (laughs) I would love to hear. Um, I also asked if you have high or low expectations for your family members. Because I feel like family is one of those things. I mean, genetically and naturally, um, we have the strongest bonds with our family, right? Since birth. So it would only make sense that we have a little bit more unsaid expectations, I think. 63% said that they had high expectations of their family. 38 said low. And that got me to thinking something. It's like, hmm. You have super high expectations or much higher expectations for yourself and for your family. Um, And a lot of people in life are most let down by those two groups like themselves or their family. And it's kind of like I was feeling like maybe that's unfair like, maybe, and I don't know, let me know what your thoughts are on this, but like, just because we have, like, shared blood, should you hold these people to a higher standard? Or does it just happen because you feel like they should? Like, where does that come from? I'm interested. I want to know what you guys think. Um, your, yours are ultra high, Misfit says. He wants to succeed. Yeah. I think high expectations of yourself is healthy as long as you use it productively and don't let it overwhelm your self-love. It can be. There's a fine line. There really is a fine line there. Um, I did ask if if everyone thought expectations were necessary. That was another question I wanted to know what people thought of, uh, because like we said, they can kind of occur anyways. So, hmm. <laughs> are they necessary? Are they required? And seventy eight percent believe that they are necessary. So, um, twenty two disagreed. I got a lot of different reasons for why they're necessary. I think they make a lot of sense. Like, we just kind of went over them, you know, for goal setting, to keep track of your progress, um, to know what direction you're going in, to uh, all different types of things. Make friends, make new relationships, um, make sure that you are caring about yourself and having healthy boundaries. So there's, like, tons of reasons why they're good. But... (laughs) we turned over that little line, we crossed that line of healthy to unhealthy expectations. And I found today, with all of the conversations that I had, and I mean literally hundreds of messages about this today, um, it became the same question. Everything works until expectations are too high. So the question is, how high is too high? How do you know your expectations are too high? And when does that happen? What causes them? What's the deal with high expectations? Because for a long time, I thought all expectations were bad. Not bad, but like they just set you up for disappointment. You know, if you just let things come and go as they are, that's a good thing. And I think that is a really good methodology. And it it taught me a lot about myself and about um, being aware of other people and letting people show up as they are. But it's not enough, I don't think. Um, and I do think that expectations are necessary for all the reasons we previously outlined. However, when they become too high, how high is too high? And that seems to be the question that played out. Get to this point and it's like a wall. How high is too high? So one person responded with this quote and I actually liked it. So I wanted to kind of see what you guys think about this. Okay. Earthkeeper says they're too high when we're super attached to them. Yeah. Yeah being inflexible. That was a reason. Standards and boundaries are good. Expectations lead to entitlement. That's the first, actually the second time I heard the word entitlement in this um, topic. The, uh, the other person used it a little bit differently. Um, expectations and entitlement, they could go hand in hand. I could see that for sure. Because if you expect a certain thing happening, you believe that you deserve that and you're entitled to that. And I'm sure all of us have been there at one point or another. Let's not lie. Even if it's something as simple as, you know, the candy on your grandmother's table, like you just expect it to be there and you're entitled to have one. <laughs> you know, I mean, that makes sense. But when does it become an issue? So inflexibility is what Earthkeeper says. Um, somebody responded and said, and I quote, no such thing as too high. It's just a choice on whether you want to lower your expectations for someone or just be stubborn and alone. I'll read it again. There's no such thing as too high of expectations. It's just your choice on whether you want to lower your expectations for someone or be stubborn and stay alone. Okay, so I put up an agree-disagree on this one because it's kind of like your back is up against the wall. The way that this was worded to me felt very, like, bleak you know either you settle and lower your expectations or you're alone for life um <laughs> 44% agreed 56 disagreed my question to that crowd of agreement is who hurt you <laughs> My way or the highway statement. I agree, Johnny. But you know what? This mentality is something that a lot of people share. And I think when we have these mentalities, sometimes we're not aware of what we're thinking or what this message is really saying. I think if you, see, if you read this, you know, as this person is speaking very truly, like, my expectations are just too high. So I'm going to have to compromise in some area of my life to find someone because nobody's perfect. Like, that's how they're saying this. Nobody's perfect. If I don't, I'm going to be alone forever because there's no perfect person. They're not saying it the way that I'm reading it, I don't think, Um, but that mentality is how people think. There's a large majority, and I think more men than women, and I don't usually get gender specific, but I really see a lot of dudes who will settle for literally anything, and it's not just a sexual thing, but it's literally this fear that I will be by myself. I will die alone. They don't even care if this woman is attractive or this person is what they need or want. They could be a narcissist. They could be... An addict, they could be whatever. And they're like, "Mm, I'll just lower my standards, lower my expectations. (laughs) So I don't know your guys' thoughts on this. Like I said, it was 44 agreed, 56 disagreed. That's a pretty close group. How does that make you feel like going out there? Like if you feel like that's not your thing, like for me, I do not feel like that way at all. I'm not just going to lower my expectations, right? How does that make you feel that you're meeting people who feel that way? <laughs> because to me, I'm like, dang, I feel like I'm getting set up to fail right now. <laughs> Nobody actually cares? What? I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I'd say it's not how high they are, but more if they're based on mutual goals or something just in your own head. That's a great point. Um... Notable says, I think expectations are hopeful, but a little on the dreaming side, because at the end of the day, we shouldn't expect anything. I do agree with that. I think our minds naturally fantasize, though. Like, I don't think we really have control. That's just part of the human condition. Um, So to have those anticipations and like those, you know, we want it. We wonder. It's wonder. It's imagination that paints these pictures as well. Not just entitlement, not just selfish reasons. It's not just ego. We as humans do these things without even noticing sometimes. So expectations are okay, but it's that too high part, right? At the root of it is desire, the possible desire to control the situation. For expectations, I think that we all want to control. I think any one of us would be lying if we said that we like not being in control. Now, there are certain situations that we may enjoy that. We may enjoy handing our control over. Some people enjoy that in their professional life. They'd rather just work for someone else and just have them make the decisions and just clock out. Some people might have a kink or a sexual aspect to themselves that likes to give up control to a certain person that they trust for a certain period of time. There's all different times where giving up your control can be fun, but the loss of complete control is not fun for anyone. I don't believe that anyone truly enjoys that full-time. So I think, yeah, we are kind of grasping for a mental control or an idea. We're just trying to take the data we have and create an idea of what might happen next. You got to expect the unexpected. You're right, Misfit. That's the only thing you can do for expectations. You got to expect the unexpected. we also do cut out a lot of sense when we hold people up to certain expectations due to the inability to be in that individual's shoes. Very well said. That's the next one. So we can only do this based on data collected. Now, this is a very personal topic for me because in the past month or so, I've really had to evaluate some important relationships that I had, important dynamics that I had, um, and friendships. And there were three particular ones that were really kind of weighing on me um, for different periods of time and for various reasons, but very close to me. And I realized that I had some expectations for these people and these relationships and these friendships that weren't necessarily unfair. They weren't necessarily unrealistic, but they were from my side. They were from my perspective. So the only way to really change that is to gather more data. It's for science. You got to communicate. Communication. That is the key here. How high is too high? What does it mean? What is everyone saying with this? How do we figure it out? You're not going to know unless you like learn and sit down and talk. Like it can change my perspective entirely if you just give me a new bit of data. If you want to share the lens that you're viewing this with me, the way I'm sharing my lens with you, we might be able to find understanding. Not that you're right and I'm wrong or I'm right and you're wrong. We're not battling towards this one or the other. We're just trying to understand. So when you're actually just in a place of understanding, communication becomes a little bit easier because you're honestly there to learn, right? Not to judge, not to prove yourself. Everyone knows that feeling when you get into a battle with someone you care about and you have to like take your stance, I'm on one side and you're on the other. So when you come at me, I better have the thing to say. Don't come at me, right? Like we get all prepared. We get hype about this. And it has nothing to do with understanding. Here in this, when there's expectations, there has to be understanding. You can't just impose them on someone. Like that doesn't work. If they don't agree with what it is, that expectation is going to fail. You can't just like decide, right? Communication is key to any relationship, Wayne says. That's what I said at the beginning. Communication is number one in everything. Absolutely. Expectations are going to fail if they're based on assumptions rather than understanding. So if you're just assuming from your own perspective, there's nothing wrong with that. Some people just assume and never do anything about it. And they could be wrong the entire time, for years, for a lifetime. They might lose a friendship just because of their assumptions. Right? But your expectations are going to fail Unless you know, unless you understand. So it takes a minute for you to be like, hey, this is how I feel. Is this what it is? That can be scary. It can be tough. But that's the part where we get understanding from. If they're imposed on someone else with other consent, you're setting someone else to fail. Just because they're the father of your child, just because they are your sister, just because they are your best friend, just because they are whoever they may be, your boss, your coworker doesn't mean anything. For you to hold them to a certain expectation without talking about it or knowing first, if that's even part of who they are, if that's something they're comfortable with, if this is how, that is so unfair. You're literally taking this person and saying, we just met or we've been spending some time together and now we're dating. And because we're dating, we don't have to talk about these things because we know what dating means. It means loyalty, trust, honesty, and communication which is what we talked about here in the snap, and everyone, we asked, what are the important things? Like, what, what, are, what is most important when it comes down to these expectations? Like, what are the basics for all relationships? And I got all the same answers. They were all the same answers from so many different people. I literally started making tally marks on them. Ready? Honesty, trust, loyalty, communication, compatibility, The compatibility included libido or sex drive, goals, personal interests, a willingness or flexibility, and communication. This is like everything. The top three that I kept getting were trust, loyalty, um, trust, loyalty, and communication. Trust, loyalty, and sex. Trust, loyalty, and attraction. There was like all, but everything was trust and loyalty. So I finally said If so many people believe that trust and loyalty are the most important thing, why can we not find that? Why do people struggle? If we're all looking for the same thing, why are you struggling to find it if that's what I'm looking for also? We should be able to find it easily, but it's not like that. Got a bunch of answers. (laughs) I want to share what Wayne's answer was because it was very good. Um, He said, Because people speak slightly to very different languages, and the ability to communicate is becoming as rare as common sense. I once heard a psychologist say people in a relationship need to communicate what's important for them to get out of the relationship, but then have the patience and grace to allow their partner many, many, many opportunities to screw up those needs until they can get it right and get into the habit of doing it right repeatedly. So expectations can be helpful there as well. And he says, I've noticed a lot of people saying loyalty, but what does loyalty look like? What are examples of it we can see in practice aside from not cheating? So I got a couple interesting answers. This person's response was, because people are selfish and they're not willing to be selfless in a relationship. If you're with someone, you aren't individuals anymore. You're one person. That means you need to see their needs as your own needs and prioritize them the same as your own. When your needs or their needs aren't being met, there should be communication to fix the problem. Okay. I don't agree with that personally. I'm a different person, though. So this person has a very extreme expectation of loyalty in partnership. Now, they're taking this as a romantic thing. When we are partners, now, they they didn't even say marry. They just said when you're with someone. So this could be casual dating. They expect full on. That's loyalty to them. So to them, if one person, essentially, is not really caring for the other, they're being a little bit selfish and not as selfless. I think it's impossible. That's an impossible expectation. I don't think anyone would ever find that. However, I think other people have that same expectation. I don't. My definition of loyalty is very different. For me... I don't care where you go, what you do, what you're into or whatever, but if you're down for me, if you're my person, my people, my group, my friends, if you're that to me, I expect with loyalty that you're just going to show up. (laughs) That's my definition of loyalty. I got nothing. Show up as you are. If I'm in love with you, I want you to only hang out with me when you want to hang out with me. If you aren't feeling your best, I want you to not hang out. I want you to get better. That's me for loyalty. When I'm struggling, give me space. Don't treat me as one. See me for who I am. Now, we have very different ideas and definitions of loyalty, but we both think it's a priority. Dun, 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 dun. So many couples nowadays are selfish and not selfless. Joker, I think that's also a perspective thing. It's an incompatibility. You'll be lost if you put your all into someone else. I agree. I agree. I think we make things hard. And having that expectation of what loyalty is that I just defined by this other um, Snapchatter is really impossible expectations. However, my parents are together and have been together since they were teenagers? 20? I don't know. And they really do have that type of a relationship. Now, I do believe that they're codependent. Works for them. um, But it exists because they both have the same expectation. So it comes down to something more than just the thing you're looking for. You can't just sit down at dinner and say, you know, what are you looking for in a relationship? Oh, you know, I'm looking for loyalty and trust and honesty, and communication. Okay, now we just learned that we all have very different definitions of that. So it's going to need to take it a little step further. <laughs> what does loyalty mean to you? What does a faithful relationship look like to you? In our friendship, what do you expect from me? How can I support you? As your sibling, as your child, as your partner, What is it that you need when you're feeling a certain way? This is all communication. It actually doesn't take anything from you. It doesn't cost you anything but your time and your open mind to get to know somebody. It just takes a little bit of time and communication. That's a huge part of this. Not just the communication, but the time. With relationships, you have to see people for who they are and let them show up how they need to. You might think that someone, based on how they are or move or their reputation, that they may, you might expect them to be a certain way and then find out just by being around them that that's actually not their vibe at all. They're this way and your expectation could be way off. The people who you choose to share your life with need to be important parts of your life respectively to their position in your life. Yeah, everybody has a role. Everybody should have a role, and when they show up for that role, let them show up how they will. Not the way you expect them to, not the way you think it should be done, not the way you think they should handle it, whether it's a co-parent, your parent, or your boss. Just letting people show up as they are. Acceptance is huge. Difficult conversations build the strongest relationships. I posted that this week, and I stand by that firmly. It's awkward, it's uncomfortable, but when you have that, there's strength after that. There is a little bit of reinforcement. Any type of relationship, any dynamic, any friendship. P says, folks are so pressured for time that taking time to actually know someone takes too long for them. Yes, there is a person on um, that I've been talking to and they've been very entertaining to me um, because they have responded and created video messages video snaps, um, consistently asking me tons of questions because they're just trying to get to know me. And I'd love to, this person acts a little bit um, younger. I don't know if they have children, if they're, you know, where they're at in life. I'm not sure. Um, But I think we're the same age. And they are just throwing questions at me. And when I'm answering, I'm answering as quickly as I can, as best as I can. I'm usually texting. I do more of that. That's my communication. Person's now not interested in that. They're not happy that I'm not videoing. They got more questions. (laughs) And I tried to explain hey, man, I love that you're getting to know me and that you have so many great questions. But to truly get to know someone, it doesn't come from question asking in two days, it comes from time and just getting to know me, not asking me things. The people who are the quietest, who are the observers, They don't set a lot of expectations. They're watchers. They accept, they see, they view, they take the data. It's for science. But the people who are speaking, who need it now, who need that instant gratification, they need that right away. They don't have the patience. You're right. They don't want to. It takes too long, it's too hard. Curiosity has to be positively channeled, in your opinion. I agree with that. I agree with that. Someone brought up a really cool and valid point that with today's day and age and everything being more like instant gratification, it is so much easier to have a quick link with someone, even if it's um, a coffee to a sexual whatever. It could be anything. It's easier to link up with people quickly than it is to build consistent relationships. And it really has to do with that instant gratification. You have to see and build together with people in your life, and that's not going to happen just based on your commonalities. Some of the best friends I have are very, very different from me, like completely different from me. But we got to know each other, and there's something there for both of us. So a lot of this takes time, too. It can't just be expectations that we, we start to impose. They're later. They're slow. They unfold. And you can keep an eye on them that way instead of just sticking them out there. High expectations create a lot of disappointment, especially when those expectations are not met. Living without expectations... And doing for others without expecting is the easiest way. This is from our friend Dave, Snapchat Dave. (laughs) You got to live life without expectations and not expecting anything from anyone in return consciously. Subconsciously, don't lower your standards. Your self-worth and your boundaries are not expectations. They're different. Those are your limits. That's your safe zone. But your expectations are things that you may impose or have imposed on you. If you're under the weight of someone else's expectations, understand they're not yours. You're free. You can play along if you want to, but it's only going to work if you play in the game. They can expect all they want. So if if you're feeling the pressure, the weight, and the stress from other people's expectations, I'm giving you the freedom right now and the message and the permission to just stop. If those expectations aren't yours, you're wasting your time. You're just going to drive yourself into the ground, right? You need to set healthy and realistic standards for yourself. Healthy boundaries, not settling. Settling and compromising are two different things. Compromising is when you have the same idea, but two different perspectives. Settling is when your idea is not the same as someone else's and you decide to accept their idea rather than your own. That's settling. Compromising takes work. takes teamwork. It takes communication. It takes time and frustration and broken hearts and (laughs) scraped knees and everything else. But compromise is where we have growth and where you'll find companionship. Settling will not. Be open and flexible. Be ready to adapt. That's what compromise is about. Compromising even with yourself, with your own expectations. This is what I wanted to do by the end of the month, but really I don't know if I can save that much. So I'm going to compromise with myself and instead of that big fat hundo, I'm going to try to just make it to 50. And if I can get more than 50, that would be awesome. But if not, I'm not going to kick myself. It's a compromise. Not settling. Just making it realistic. You got to learn how to accept all situations and all people for who they are, how they are. Whether you've known them forever, whether you've had their back more times than you have, you don't always know where they're at. And that's something that I learned in this week, this month, some people really surprised me where they were at and it disgusted me and I had to snip it. Other people, I felt more compassion for. Sometimes it was just a matter of perspective. Really, it all comes down to accepting people for who they are, having compassion for where they're at and communicating about what your needs are so you can eliminate some confusion. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been an awesome podcast again. I really appreciate everybody who has shared their thoughts and interactions online, on the stream, reaching out. Thanks for hanging out with us on season two of the Smoke Show podcast. I hope today was able to open your mind a little bit, maybe give you a new perspective or some new ideas. Remember, season two, it's for science. So (laughs) we love hearing what you have to say to strengthen our own connections and our own community. We hope you stick around and would love to hear from you throughout the week. Stay connected and don't forget to keep that fire burning.